to Actions Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. One of the themes that some of you who have listened to some of my earlier episodes might see emerging is the theme of travel. Travel is something that's always been quite important to me. One of my other pursuits is writing a travel blog called Jay, my last name, Travel Blog. And I've always found that travel opens people up to different possibilities, different options, different experiences. And one of the great benefits of travel that I've always observed is that you learn to get a little bit outside of the narrow view of just your specific place and your specific time. There are plenty of other places in the world where people do things differently. And that means you get into the mindset of understanding that there are different ways to do things than just the way your family, your neighbors, the people in your immediate vicinity do this in your current place and time and culture. My guest today joins us from Mumbai, India, Mona Contractor, with her business, Merge Experiences, which gets groups customized travel experiences. Mona, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, Stefan. It'll be a pleasure to speak to you and your guests. Thank you so much. And I think my guests and myself included will definitely benefit from hearing about your business in planning people's travels. So let's start by telling us a little bit about what Merge Experiences is all about, who your clientele is, and, and what you do. I used to work for somebody doing the same thing where you sell Indian subcontinent. But working for a bigger company, it gives you a lot of restrictions. I was literally living out of the suitcase and I wanted to get out. I just wanted to stay quit. And I must say that I got a bit lucky when I started this particular business because my past clients kept on encouraging me to start on my own. And that's how I did. Oh, wow. My whole focus was to give clients and experiences. And that's what I used to do in my job as well. They remember that. And, you know, they said that we want to work with you as far as because we enjoy working with you. So that's how this started. What I wanted and I still want to. And I have been pretty successful in giving people is, you know, an amalgamation of experiences as far as Indian subcontinent is concerned. Because see, India and probably the neighboring countries are maybe more popular. But my whole idea was to introduce the country the way it is, the real India, which is an amalgamation of so many things, so many things. Uh, For example, I do a lot of uh, my tours. If you're a first timer, I would amalgamate the entire experience and give it to you. India offers a lot of cultural experience, a lot of art. India is full of art and art is there everywhere in terms of paintings, in terms of your clothes, in terms of color. So I would like to introduce India as like an amalgamation of all the architecture, the history, the culture, the festivals, the noise and the smell and the flavors, it's all. So, you know, I call my country a glorious chaos because it is very chaotic. (laughs) It is very crowded. It is very overwhelming. So, you know, we always tell our guests that, listen, hey, it's going to be a bit overwhelming. So we also prepare them very nicely when they come to visit the country. So that's what I offer. And the advantage of working for yourself is that, you know, you get to choose and, you know, you choose your suppliers also. Mm-hmm. When you work for, work for a big organization, they stick to their offices. And so I have the advantage of that I can choose my people, my speakers. Some of them, they don't even work for anybody. They just work with me. Oh, wow. So we've introduced this culture of uh, introducing ladies from who would like to work from home. They've quit their jobs because they were pregnant or they were looking after their family. So the team that I have, 
they all we all work from home i do have an office for my meetings and everything but we all prefer to work from home so it was not very tough when this pandemic arrived we are used to it but it's just that our work stopped you know and which is actually a little sad part the whole idea is to introduce countries which offer similar experiences not similar but you know something which is very different from the other countries not the run of the mill where where you do a tour visit a particular place and you know you're done so what we offers like a complete takeaway for a person sometimes a life changing experience for a person so india is also a place where if you are a seeker then india is the place for you mm-hmm. so it can offer you and you know it can hit you sometimes and it can be uh, sometimes an experience of a lifetime so india is very very different i would urge people to talk to us and you know we will be very happy to like answer all sorts of questions and you know that's how i would present my country as yeah. so that's what i do it's not the typical travel where you do half day tour full day tour it's an experience of meeting people uh, eating their food and you know having to know what goes into certain illogical rituals that we have and mm-hmm. things like that so that's been our whole focus as far as india is concerned then people like to do the neighboring countries as well which we offer we uh, nepal bhutan nepal is also a very very interesting place it's like where a lot of uh, its tantric hinduism is practiced mm. they've just uh, included democracy in their constitution but earlier it was actually a hindu nation and they used to practice tantric hinduism and one of the cities in nepal bakapur it's like a microcosm there are so many temples and it's very interesting so nepal is very very interesting and so is bhutan a very small little hamlet a lot of people like to go there very different culture very peaceful and i remember going to bhutan some 10 15 years ago it was so raw there were no fancy hotels so now they have everything oh wow so before it becomes very commercial which i doubt actually uh, just hit that place it's it's amazing i personally really like myanmar because it really offers very few experiences for a traveler and uh, sri lanka is also a small little tiny island and you have most fabulous properties over there fabulous hotels amazing food and you know very interesting sightseeing very um, simple people so that's what is the sri lankan experience all about and because there are countries that we send to people to is like southeast asia main is like cambodia uh, vietnam and laos and we also do uh, bali that is also for people who would like to just relax for a while <laughs> but my current and personal favorite is japan oh wow i mean that food oh god it's to die for i mean i love japanese food that's awesome i really like it and um, japan actually needs no introduction so that's one of my personal favorite so that's for me so first of all i just want to say it's amazing that not only have you created this ideal job and ideal kind of lifestyle match for yourself running this business but it seems like you've created this for a few other people you said these mothers who working from home and able to kind of do that based on your own choices and that i just got to say i really love and i really love the idea of opening up more people to the options of working the way they see fit as opposed to everyone trying to be the same person and One other thing I'm wondering about the India part of the experience is I know that India is a very diverse place with lots of different subcultures within that and just for the orientation you can correct me if I'm wrong I've been told to think of India before as what it would be like if the entire continent of Europe was all forced to be one country and so you have 
Britain, Hungary, France, Malta, all kind of under the same banners. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, because it's like a bigger version of Europe, you can say, where each and every state has a different language. Yeah. We've got lots of languages. And, you know, if you divide the countries, it's actually divided geographically by the mountains, Aravalis. So the southern part is like, you'll just feel you're going to another country because the language is different. People look different. And northern part is different. From northwest till the north, you will find some similarities between the language, the dialects and everything. Each and every state in southern India is very, very diverse. It has its own culture, own even in food, they've got their own flavor. I must share this with you. I also write for this uh, online portal and they asked me to make things on tourism for India's soft power, you know, where they are skilling people. They told me 50, but I landed up writing about 60 to 70 questions because it is so vast. So I said, you guys choose, <laughs> you know, how many questions you want to ask them because India is so vast, you can ask in number of questions to these students and train them. The whole idea was to stimulate them and introduce them to different destinations which are there because, you know, in India, there are so many destinations which just lie dormant. People don't know about them at all. And they are very, very prolific places with a lot of ancient culture. In fact, the Gold Temple in Amritsar is very, very popular because, you know, that's the temple that serves free meals to people. And I was just speaking to a friend today, but we don't know about this place. It's called Jalalam Dham in Virpur in Gujarat. They have been serving free food to people. Hmm. They've started taking donations from people because they have all the money. And no matter what religion you are, what caste, creed, whatever you are, you can go there and have your free meal. If you want, you can stay there for a few days and, you know, seek. If you're looking for a spiritual experience or something, you can see that. So India is full of such places. And a lot of these places, they don't even want any publicity. They just do their job quietly and that's about it. Hmm. That's really nice. So it's very, very vast. I mean, it's a lot of experiences and a lot of stories. You know, India is actually a land of stories. You know, we have our epics, which is our history and, you know, Puranas and Upanishads. They are full of stories. One thing I was wondering is from the standpoint of traveling to India, do you think that people should see the entire country? Like when you're designing your tours, do you think it's important that people visit all these different regions and see all the different cultures? Or is it more about immersing yourself in the experience of the specific place that you're going to? I would say that it all depends on what time you have. Mm. Because it's a large country. And traveling to the entire country, it's not easy. If you have a short time and you've decided that maybe you want to do India, you know, sometimes people plan that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And so if you have 15 days, maybe we'll give you like, we'll amalgamate some prolific places around and you'll give you a gist of everything. But if you are somebody who feels that, you know, you want to come here again and again, which I guess you will decide once you come here for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Imogen. Uh, a few places and then enjoy it. You know, I must share this. I had a client who came because they were first timers. I had made a tour which included everything. So they said, no, I, we don't want to do this. Just include important places. You want to spend at least four to five nights at each place. And maybe we'll just do like four places, four to five places. So they did, of course, uh, the capital city. They spent five days in Mumbai. They went to places that I told them not to go. They said, no, we want to see and you know how it is. And they did South India, but they only touched two places in South India. And they really enjoyed the saying that, you know, we want to see more. So 
hopefully they should be back very soon so it all depends on how much time do you have how much you want but i've had people who have stayed in india for 3 months mm-hmm. this was a retired couple from california and they said that we really want to explore all the aspects of the country including your hotels your boutique hotels your food your people and i had a very very interesting time formulating the itinerary mm. so they stayed from all the luxury hotels they started from nepal bhutan a lot of india they did sri lanka and then they did maldives i also had people who uh, spend like just about a week or 10 days and then they specifically tell me that i want to be here for yoga and yes and they do these yoga programs and i've had a client who keeps on coming back all the time so she said that first country that i'm going to visit is going to be india because i'm really missing that yoga place that you recommended and again i must say that as diverse my country is my clients are diverse as well you know because they all are different they all want to experience so i guess it all depends on what you are looking at and we'll offer you accordingly just so everyone's kind of oriented to the business you kind of put together the itinerary based on what your clients say they want to experience absolutely and sometimes that involves different parts of india and sometimes that involves all these other countries that you're talking about which is interesting that you brought up bhutan and my listeners can't see this but i'm actually in the process of reading a book called the geography of bliss by Eric Weiner he goes to all these different countries to find out where the happiest people are and of course he went to Bhutan because they're known for pioneering the idea of measuring a happiness index to kind of complement you know most countries measure their gross domestic product their economic output and apparently Bhutan was the first country to say well, we want to measure happiness too and we want to judge our countries based on how happy people are which is a very interesting experience i don't know if you've seen any of the results of that in your trips to bhutan or what you hear from other people who went there well i find bhutan very interesting a it's a matriarchal culture you will see women working over there and i've seen men very happy over there because they're always like playing these games and they bow and arrow if they spot and they keep on doing that so i was like this is very very interesting and the way different cultures in india actually so yeah i don't know about this ha- measuring happiness part but i usually see a lot of happy people over there they enjoy the weather and probably i think weather plays a major role in in context of happiness actually yeah we even see that in sentiment here in the us because i'm blessed to live in denver which is one of the happier places probably because it is one of the sunnier places in the country and there's some places further east that tend to be cloudier, drearier, a lot of cold drizzle. And what kind of clientele do you typically serve? Are you serving people from all over the world? Do you serve a lot of people who live in India, a lot of people in the US, elsewhere, or is there a certain segment of the population that you tend to work with the most? Ironically, most of my clients are Americans. Okay. They are from the East Coast and the in mainly from California. Mm-hmm. and uh, i cater to very very few uh, non resident indians extremely few but i get a lot of references from my american clients because that's the market i used to handle in my earlier job oh and they refer me to their friends who are in australia or in uk or my clients is come mainly from the us that is the uh, continent northern america and a few from canada from vancouver Is there certain things that most Americans should know about visiting these countries? I know we all have 
different cultures and different things are perceived different ways under different cultures. Is there anything generally that the average American just needs to know before going to any of these places? What we do is we give them the list of the do's and the don'ts when they Mm. visit our country. So certain if they need to be vaccinated for uh, malaria or things like that. So we have an entire document which we share with them because it's to visit any country. It's important to know the medical facilities, A1. Second is to know their cultures because certain places in India, like if you go to a temple or something, see, nobody's going to tell you anything if you enter the temple and in your shorts. It's always good to wear fully clothed. So as far as cultures is concerned, as far as your health is concerned, as far as your safety is concerned, we tell you everything, what to do when you travel. And let me tell you that India is actually very safe But there are certain pockets which we will not take you there and we will not allow you there. But I travel in my country alone and it's very, very safe. It is no problem. Any single women coming over here is very, very safe. We plan it accordingly and we make sure that you don't get into any kind of trouble. So, of course, there are things that happen in the country. I mean, you know, but largely the areas that you travel, we just ensure that you have the best of uh, safety measures to be taken. Things like that. So we educate you before you come to the country, definitely. As far as your medication is concerned and all that, we ask you to take it from the doctor as to what all you take and things like that. Because most of our clients are seniors as well. Oh, okay. So they would like to travel with their whatever medication, their medical insurance. And to take the insurance from your own country is very, very crucial because we don't provide insurances here. All these little things, we educate our clients very well before they travel to the country. It's a good thing to point out that I think there are a lot of people that have some misconceptions, especially when it comes to safety about traveling to certain specific countries or certain specific regions. So it's good to kind of get the full story and also the general understanding that every country, every region has its own different culture and its own different way certain things are perceived. And I know, for example, in the US, it's a big insult to stick up your middle finger at somebody. And that's not necessarily the case in other countries. So people from another country will come here and they'll just stick up their middle finger and not understand that that's going to be perceived a certain way here. Yes. And the same thing works for any place you go. You're going to go there. There's going to be certain things. And it's always good to have those specific travel guides. Is there any type of traveler that you work with that sometimes presents challenges on some of those fronts, people that just don't really want to take any of these things into account and don't want to adjust? Or do you generally always end up with travelers that really want to be respectful and really want to have the right attitude? So, but I must say, I've been very fortunate in this aspect. So all my travelers are actually very well-traveled people. Mm. So when you are well-traveled, yep. only then you choose a country like India to come to. Let's face it, it's a fact. Not many people choose India as their first destination. People from any other like Europeans or Americans are concerned. It's not a first destination that you choose in a lifetime. So 100% of my guests are very well-traveled people. So for me, it has been very, very easy to educate them on this front as to what kind of behavior is expected in the country. Mm-hmm. There are people who they face challenges in handling a client and things like that. But uh, I must say I've been fortunate. And also, I would not want to work with people who do not accept certain things because, you know, it reflects a lot on uh, 
what we work towards yeah because if you are going to come here and just cannot accept or adapt to somebody else's culture there is no experience then yeah i mean you're just coming here to stay in a hotel see the place touch base and then you just go so that's not what i look for in my clients yep i don't want to sound uh, like this but you know i kind of choose my clients my for me referrals are very important i always ask them that who referred you to me because it's always better that we see we are not wholesalers we are boutique and we are into very uh, customized and very specialized programs we work really hard to get you that experience so if somebody doesn't want to take that then it's their choice i mean then they can just go to any other tour operator and take a regular tour and that's the end of it and that's important because oftentimes a good mindset to have is finding the right fit and there are people who travel for either tourism or partying and maybe some of the bali people could fall into that second category but seems less likely for you whereas if you just want to say go to cancun and just get drunk for 7 days or something that there's a tour out there for that in the same way there's a tour out there for people that are just going to want to take instagram pictures with like the seven top destinations and go to those whereas i know I follow Samantha Brown from the Travel Channel and she's one of many people that often talks about the importance of engaging in the local culture as opposed to just viewing things and snapping pictures. And it sounds like that's the experience that you're putting together. Yes. I want to make sure that we also cover your starting merge experiences. I know you said that a lot of your clients that you were working with at your previous job were encouraging you what pushed you to actually say i'm going to start my own thing now with these clients as opposed to continuing to work for someone else was there a certain event or a certain piece of feedback you got that made you say okay i'm actually going to do it yes one thing was that as far as americans are concerned because i only dealt with the american market in my previous job i had to educate them in a lot of way and they all enjoyed my explanation about the destination okay i always made an effort to call my client and speak to them as to you know you picking this country you're coming here for the first time this is what to expect this is what you don't expect because over the time we learned from my experiences uh where you know one lady they all were from manhattan and it was a very very big group and she had carried a lot of uh, you know your packed food your tuna and and things like that and she was staying at the taj mahal hotel which is one of the finest hotel we have in bombay and she had no idea about what the country was she just thought that it's a third world country and i don't know what kind of food we'll get and things like that she was shocked she was shocked that oh my god this is like i mean you know why am i carrying food when she saw and she experienced bombay the first destination and the hotel because it's a five star luxury hotel we got everything actually apologized to us saying that my many apologies that i have not read about the country i have not read about this place nothing and i'm just carrying so much food so she actually <laughs> we made her distribute the food to people they took it and she said that i'm going to enjoy all your local stuff and things like that so from that time we thought that you know it's always good to educate people and tell them that what to expect over here what not to expect this is what you'll get and if you think you don't like enjoy indian food we'll get you your tuna as well you know because we've got everything we've got the caviar and we've got everything yeah so the gourmet meals are very very good over here we've got amazing japanese meals and french and 
lots of cuisines are there in bombay delhi everywhere so if you are not the type who would want to eat indian food we've got you sorted yep so after that experience we said let's educate them because you know let's face it it's our fault that we have not marketed the country very well and we are speaking with the government and you know mm-hmm. yeah let's see if now they'll initiate the marketing part but so i used to educate my clients in a big way as to what to expect what not to expect i started giving presentations so that's what they missed when they were looking at other tours because the other places they would uh, give them brochures and they would write about a place but that's not enough when you come to a country like india yeah because india is extremely complex it's not an easy country to travel let me tell you it's not very simple i mean it is difficult for a traveler to come here when they come here alone or if somebody is like a typical traveler who just takes the backpack and they travels everywhere and then they write blogs yep. then it's a different ball game but for a traveler the clients that i have it's very important to educate them as to what they'll expect when they go to a particular place or somebody's home because i also encourage a lot of home visits you know where they can see as to how people live they don't have to live with them because there are many many luxury hotels that we have which are like just 15 bedrooms but just look up around 200 meters is where the owner has a bungalow where they live so you are still in a hotel setup but you're still at somebody's home so you give them like these experiences and this is very very important when you come to a country like india to educate your, your client and that's how i got encouraged to start on my own because that's where i made a difference so it was a huge kick start for me and they all used to like come back saying that you know i we wouldn't have known thank you for letting us know in fact with your permission if i must share this incident where mm-hmm. there's a client of mine who was who had a very high flying job in new york and she said that i'm really tired i want to quit and she quit the job and she said that listen i want to come to india and i want to do yoga and she gave me the link of a site where they were offering like 10 20 of uh, places where they were offering yoga so i told her that hey you know what if you don't mind will you just do what i'm asking you to do because uh, none of these places will give you the experience that you are looking at hmm so she said okay i'm going to do it and she went to this place in coimbatore she said okay and she just did what i asked her to do it was a three day course over there and she said that i enjoyed my trip and things like that and you know i said okay i'm sure you had a good experience after one year okay she writes to me saying that you know i did not tell you that time because i really wanted to experience what i was taught so she was taught a 21 minute we call it a kriya it's a 21 minute process where you're supposed to do certain things and she said she did it extremely diligently So when you complete that particular course you're supposed to do it for 40 days morning and evening twice a day. So she said that I did it and my knee problem got solved. Oh wow. And she said that you know Mona I can't thank you enough but I wanted to like absorb it and feel it and then she said that I really had a great time and things like that. So I think that was like an experience which gave me goosebumps. I said Oh my god like can i make a difference in somebody's life like this that also in a positive way places like these as far as ashrams and these yoga places are concerned they all give you like different experiences okay some people they love it some people they just hate it think that oh we don't like it it all depends on what is your interest mm-hmm. you know when i was speaking to her i just felt that she needed a change a change in her life because she was so engrossed in her work and so that's how i thought that you know this place will probably benefit her and that was actually a shock for me as well because when things happen 
without your expectation i think it's that's how you realize your passion actually that yeah you want to make a difference uh, to people and my country and certain places in the country can definitely teach you give you that experience so it sounds like this passion to almost produce a somewhat different travel experience has been what motivated you to start the business and also what gets you through any of the tougher times because starting a business is always going to have tougher times there's always going to be times when there's higher amounts of stress when the workload's high and you have certain amounts of insecurity what i'm wondering is people who travel the way you recommend traveling the way you facilitate traveling what kind of transformation do you typically see in people do people come out with like a different world view a better sense of purpose a better sense of self even this is one of the case which my client where she really enjoyed the yoga like other people they actually take back a lot of india with them you know a lot of learning with them first thing when they come to bombay they tell me that oh my god here you have a five star luxury hotel facing the sea and when you step into it i mean it's like everything but the moment you get out of the hotel there are beggars there so you know the the complexity of the country when you come to india you will also see a beggar smiling <laughs> nice when they ask me is like why are they so happy i mean they are in the worst of the condition why are they so happy and my answer to them is that if you come here you will see the happiness potent very high amongst people because that's how their lifestyle is you know that's how they've lived and you know they've accepted it so they have here there is a lot of tolerance and acceptance so you know they will just have fun and they say hello hello like ye le lo ye le lo something they do it mm. i guess it is just the level of tolerance nice yeah so that's the other aspect of the country which uh, i don't want to get into <laughs> so yeah the people i generally target for this show are people who are just looking for inspiration to do something different looking for inspiration for the next steps in life so if anyone's in that particular situation and say they have 3 weeks or a month of all the places that you serve or have traveled to do you have like a general recommendation of where to go or where to be thinking about yes i have it for people who are want to come there for a long time then i would give them a detailed experience about the country i would definitely include the north and the south mm-hmm. of course i love the north but my personal favorite is the south it's a very very different culture that particular part of the country was less invaded than the north oh yeah so north you will find a bunch of little aggressive people you know and south are very cool they're very mild they're just the way they are mm-hmm. you know, you'll see when you go to the palaces in the north like you know the rajasthan palaces there's a lot of grandeur there's a lot of you know opulence but southern india you go to a palace it is as good as your home So you know, even royalty over there, the main experience over here is of the food because of a food is so diverse. Like you get Indian food is actually very healthy. Let me tell you, original food that we have at home is not the naan and the gravy and things like that. It's very simple, nice food. It does a lot of talking about your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So to experience your lifestyle, the way women cook over here, why do they include a particular ingredient? Because entire menu that we have for your regular eating, it's very scientific in nature. So yes, of course, if you're coming for a long time, then I would love to give you the scientific aspect of you know the rituals that we do in the temples and how logical the religion is because you know how logical certain things are. Mm-hmm. So I would love to explain that the travelers. 
then tell them a bit about ancient history because everybody knows about history of india from past 2 300 years nobody knows the ancient history ancient history is very very interesting so there are monuments and places you know which are so beautiful you see everybody knows the taj mahal because it's considered the wonder of the world but there are places in india which are like even older they are like one rock monolithic and it makes you think that this cannot be done with just a hammer and a chisel this needs planning <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it cannot be done so i would love to introduce my travelers to all these hidden aspects of the tree take them and show them the saints and the sadhus that we have they are more of scientists actually you know when you go to see the way they did things the way they played with the energies the way they consecrated things in fact even we were not taught i mean this is all teaching uh, when you work in the travel industry you know that it gives you a different aspect of life because you are meeting a lot of people from different backgrounds and then you want to do your own research as well so yeah so i would like to share that with my traveler i would do that and before we wrap up i just want to give my audience a chance to get a hold of you if anyone hearing about this is interested in your travel experiences is there a web page or a best way to contact you if there is interest yes of course i'm just doing up my website so it's i mean it's good they're just going to get a construction page but just get in touch with me i'm on instagram and the easiest way to get in touch with me is just write an email so i have an email mona@mojexperiences.com and they can just write to me and i will answer all the queries questions and if they want to speak to me we'll be very happy to schedule a call and just uh, let me know that it's from stefan's reference podcast and i'll i'll be happy to talk to you <laughs> thank you so much and yeah so that's merge experiences so just mona at mergeexperiences.com and yes regardless of what anyone listening chooses to do i just want to encourage everyone out there to open your mind up to different types of experiences which is what i believe is one of the biggest benefits of travel like you learn a different way things are done you learn about different cultures and different frames of mind and maybe you'll like a certain frame of mind maybe you won't but i think the main point is that you're exploring and you're checking things out and you're learning things and you're coming with an open mind any other specific messages you'd have for anyone in my audience that's either looking to travel or thinking about taking that leap themselves and following their passion the way you did went off on your own and founded merge experiences no matter what you do even if you have like a very paying job and things like that i would want people to take up a hobby okay mm. which may land you up in making a career out of it so i think it's very very important in whatever you do maybe you are into a corporate job or i think one aspect of one's life has to be something where you do something creative Mm. maybe you know learn music learn art or learn photography mm-hmm. or you know just uh, do some painting so that will encourage you to explore different things because if you like a painting from a particular place i would want to know where is this painting made and you know how is this made and who's made it so i think it just widens your horizon if you have something else to do when i was in a job it was a travel agency it taught me a lot it had to be according to the book that they had written of following certain things which i did not enjoy after a point because you learn and then you say that okay i'm stagnating now what next so yep i'm sure this is experienced by each and every individual in this world so that's when i feel that you know one should learn something different you never know you may just find your passion there and 
even if you don't want to leave your job because i understand people have financial needs and yep. lifestyle and things like that but so i personally feel that that aspect is very very important of you to explore yourself and see the creative side in you so anyone that's i don't know just feeling maybe a little bit lost say i don't necessarily love my job and i'm not about to quit and doesn't say even necessarily have a specific idea the easiest thing you can do to start getting on the right path is to just be creative and be open and just start trying things start learning about things yes try to do something do something on the side form a hobby and eventually the right opportunity or the people will come even though you have to be a little bit patient about it it seems like yeah or sometimes or just start writing or write a blog or you know write your passion write what you feel like it i mean you know that works <laughs> yeah writing art creativity and yeah it was like i think part of it is getting some of that noise out of your life like those distractions and finding time to say no i'm going to sit here and i'm going to be creative and i hope that anyone out there who's feeling in that kind of stuck situation will just something little it doesn't have to be if you have a really busy life and you don't have tons of time to do something major it doesn't really take that much time to start you know just write a blog yes well, mona thank you so much for joining us today on actions antidotes from mumbai india and just so you all know it is possible as some of us have had work experience with this too to find times to coordinate with what is close to completely the opposite side of the world i think it's 10 something here and in the morning and it's 10 something there in the evening so you're getting ready for bedtime and i'm getting ready to go to my next task of the day yeah. but it is possible to coordinate that but mona thank you so much yes. for sharing your experiences and your knowledge about culture the pleasure is entirely mine to find very happy to do this and thank you to everyone else also for listening and i encourage you to explore be creative and find a place find a destination that'll open your mind up and or find an activity there are less expensive as you mentioned before there are less expensive ways of just getting a coloring book and opening your mind up that way or starting to type a blog on the computer without leaving the home so i'll tell you what i'm doing these days i wanted to learn a language so i'm trying to learn german and it's for free from this app called duolingo so i'm enjoying my german lessons <laughs> that's another fantastic thing because when you start learning languages i know german they have a word schoidenfreude which is the word for when you're secretly happy about someone else's misfortune that a lot of other languages don't have and it's just interesting to even think through that aspect of it yeah i think i'm not yet reached there it's just basic i'm trying to understand but it seems to be pretty easy I thought it was going to be difficult but it's pretty okay. And I think once you start learning other languages, I know in India it's almost impossible to get by knowing only one language. So once you're in the mindset of learning languages, learning more becomes more natural. In India everybody speaks English, so no problem. So everybody knows their local in Manipur in the country. Really? So everyone knows their local language, Hindi and English, so pretty much everyone has to be trilingual? Yes. So North India is predominantly Hindi and English. Mhm. South India is their language and English. They don't know Hindi. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Oh. As good thing to always be learning something or even if it's as simple as picking up a book that interests you, like just go to the bookstore and look around, something will interest you, you'll pick it up and expand your mind more than some of the other stuff. So, thank you so much for your contribution and thank you to everyone listening and I hope you'll join us next time for Actions Antidotes. Mm-hmm.